I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. Welcome back to another episode of the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. With me, as always, is Tyler Scales. Tyler, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Dave. Tough loss last night. Shootout loss. Damn Stamkos. Yeah, but we'll keep on touching that later. Yeah, we, let's go back. We'll start right in on the uh, home opener, New Jersey Devils. 3 uh, nothing win. Tuka Rask with a 31-save shutout. Always good to yeah. see, especially on the home opener. Game started, obviously, they introduced everybody, including it was nice to see Miller and Moore in civilian clothes in their suits on the bench, but still always good to see them as part of the team. Uh, We had a couple players uh, in Nordstrom and Bergeron. Yeah, it's always nice seeing people like Nordstrom get a goal. Yeah, they scored their first goals of the season. Uh, Marshawn, I believe it was his fourth of the season. You know, that first line starting to warm up quite nicely. Absolutely. Also, we had uh, old friend Jake DeBrusque finally get an assist that counted. They didn't review his, that goal <laughs> of, of Bergeron's, I believe it was. Yep. Yeah, uh, good game for the Bruins and a shutout for Brask as well. Yep. Power play on that went one for three. Penalty kill was perfect. Four kills, no goals. We talked a little bit last week about New Jersey, and I have joked about you being in love with them, especially Jack Hughes. Well, I was not in love with the New Jersey Devils during the Bruins game. Well, yeah, obviously being a Bruins fan, I wouldn't think that you would. We're diehard Bruins fans, of course. Oh, he's diehard, he says. I love it. (laughs) But Hughes was pretty quiet. I didn't see too much from him. Uh, Palmieri caused more trouble for New Jersey than he was worth. I didn't hear anything from any Devils players. Yeah. It was just all Bruins all night. I think Palmieri had a Palmieri had a couple of uh, penalties at the very least. I think one actually led to a power the power play goal. Of course, the uh, Bruins power play has been amazing lately. Oh, they have been great. Boston's first line, like I said, starting to warm up, starting to look like they're almost ready for midseason form. The second and fourth line are starting to show a little spark, and the third line has been a little quiet. With the exception of Charlie Coyle, who seems to be around the puck no matter where yeah. it is. But he's only had one point so far, and it surprises me he hasn't had like at least two goals. Because he, you know he's a playmaker, and he can score goals. Yeah, and I think he's perfect as our third-line center. It's just, uh, is, is Brett Ritchie perfect on that line with him, with Heinen, or do we really need to mix it up? I, I'm not sure yet. I think we should see what happens with Ritchie, Coyle, and Heinen at some point. But if it does begin to get more stale and stale, then I think Cassidy should make a change in that line with some more people. Yeah, I mean, I think that was their third game together at that line. I, I realize you got to create yeah. a little more chemistry before you can say, no, this isn't working. But at the same point, I think it might be time to see a little more of Bacchus. Um, yeah, maybe maybe uh, do something with that line a little bit, see what happens with maybe like one or two games. Yep. And then maybe it'll be fun. Yeah, uh, I agree. It just seems to me like, um, you know, the third line there, their defense has been fairly solid, especially Coyle. I I can't even tell you how many times I saw him around the puck during that game and other games as well. It's just, uh, and I know Cassidy likes to mix up his lines, and obviously Richie being new to our system, you want to see him get his shot into it. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, 
if you're not getting any scoring, then you're just in the same situation you were last year. And we'll get into secondary scoring later because Cassidy had some comments that we'll listen to. And, you know, I, I don't really have much else to say about New Jersey other than, you know, they, they finally they finally got on the board with points last last night. They yeah, were, against the Rangers. Forgive me. Five they, to two. Yeah, Good forgive game. me. They finally won a game. They and, uh, had a Jack couple Hughes. overtime losses to begin with. So. Yes, and Jack Hughes got his first NHL point with an assist. That's good. I, With Paul Mary scoring too. You know, we had we had had a conversation about New Jersey uh, on the way in today about is New Jersey just a a bottom dweller this year? You think that they're going to surprise us later on in the yeah, season? Yeah, I think they will prove us wrong. They have players such as Subban, Wayne Simmons on that team, Taylor Hall, who is a star player in the NHL currently. Yeah, he's always he. he I mean, he played a, a few years up in Edmonton, being a number one overall pick, but I. I still see him as a streakier player than a, a, a straight-out star. So Yeah, and I heard, I've heard rumors that he might trade, but I think he might stay with the Devils because you know he has good chemistry with uh, Kyle Palmieri and Nico Hissier, So oh, There you are, in love with Palmieri again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am talking about Nico again, so yeah. that's a good thing. No problem. David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales, this is the Boston Bee Party. We're moving on to the Anaheim game. Uh, we had a heck of a game from David Pasternak. Pasternak yeah. scores! David Pasternak with the hat trick, the fifth of his career. You heard it right there from Jack Edwards on Nesson. David Pasternak with his fifth hat trick of his career. He was the only one who scored for the Bruins in this game. Your thoughts on this game, Tyler? That first line had been blowing up recently with the, the amount of points they had. And Pasternak with four goals, that's just an amazing game. Bergeron, Krug, over to Marshawn, to Pasternak, it's a four-goal game! MVP, obviously, and it's his first career uh, first career game with four, four goals. That's pretty good. Yeah, and he joined some pretty elite company. I believe the stat was um, it had happened 23 or 24 times in Bruins history by 19 different players. That's a long list to try and remember, but... You know, do believe that names like Peterson, Bork, and Orr are on that list. Of course. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. So, you know, Pasternak with four goals, that's just insane. I know. Uh, they, he is a tremendous talent. Up until that point, that brought him to six goals on the season. And especially one of those power play goals with the hat trick, that was pretty good. The power play, once again, has been amazing. Oh, absolutely. I think we saw the best of the power play in that Anaheim game. Do you think? Yeah, of course. Yeah, two for three during the power play on that one. That was definitely a good one. Let's listen to Pasternak's fourth goal. Bergeron, Krug, over to Marshawn, to Pasternak! It's a four-goal game! You know, that was just phenomenal. Almost almost tic-tac-toe-ish. Absolutely, yeah. So it's very t- rare to see four goals from a player. Yeah, no, that's tough. And did you know that there's never been a Boston Bruins player in their almost 100-year history to score five goals in a single game? No way. Yep, it's amazing, wow. especially with some of the names we just mentioned, like Bork, Peterson, and Bobby Orr, of course, the great number yeah. four. So the Anaheim game, pasta four goals, Halak 30 saves. Penalty kill continues to be just outrageous. I know. You know, in the power play, like you just mentioned, two for three, it, it's top in the league yet again. And to go back to Halak, he's been playing phenomenal lately. I think we should see more from him. Yeah, there's a, there's some people talking about getting him signed by the before the end of the year, so that way he doesn't hit free agency, because we don't really have a goaltender ready to come up from the AHL. 
So that's something to definitely think about. We can nitpick at this game all we want, uh, but I think the worst part of this game was that second period. Absolutely. You know, they just looked flat throughout most of it. And I believe that they gave up their goal in that game. During the second period? Yeah. Yeah, the second period for the Bruins has been rather stale as as lately, but I think Bruce Cassidy needs to tell the Bruins that you need to bring you need to bring, you need to bring your energy during every single period, especially the second. Even yeah. though it was, it was like a nap period for everybody else. Yeah, nap time isn't good in the NHL. Professional hockey Never. players shouldn't be uh, doing nap time. And uh, during the third period, uh, the Anaheim Ducks got in a bit of a scuffle with the Bruins at the at the end of the, fir- the third period. Yeah, it got a little chippy towards the end of the game. Um, Wagner and Getzlaff got into it after Chara, I think, knocked the stick out of someone's hand, and it was just it was just getting chippy. There was 50 hits in the game, 26 by Anaheim. That was good, tough hockey as far yeah, as I think millions there. of fans in NHL should know. If they're especially if they're a longtime NHL fan, you can't mess with Dana Chara because he he'll make you regret it. Oh, absolutely. The guy's six nine. He's probably the oldest player too. He's a veteran. He's been there for a long time. Oh, 42 years old. He's been in the league for 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales, talking the week in Boston Bruins hockey. We're going to come up next. We are talking about the game last night, the 4-3 shootout loss to Tampa Bay. Tyler, thoughts on the Tampa Bay game? It was a really good game, in my opinion. Uh, Both teams, they played good, but I think the Lightning played better, in my opinion. They came to play, and... Especially Stamkos at the end with that shootout goal. Absolutely insane. You know, he actually has 50% on that uh, shootout percentage. 50% shootout percentage. Wow, that's, uh, that's insane, especially yeah, considering he was, how uh, long he's been in the league. He was 23 for 45 before uh, his goal on Rask. Well, so that means he's probably better than 50%. He's probably at about 52 and a half. Yeah, if you saw his goal, he just shot that like flawlessly. Yeah. He, like he knows what he's doing. He's got a, he's got a slick shot, definitely, for sure. Um, yeah. So good good things to come out of that game for Boston. Pasternak, two more goals. Had a streak of five straight goals for the Bruins. That doesn't happen very often. I believe the record is six, and it's Glenn Wesley. We'll look into that at some point, but I'm yeah. uh, pretty sure that was the stat I read. Second period was much better, although at the peril of the end of the first period where they kind of just lost yeah, it. Braden they, Point got a goal at the final second. I don't know how you lose track of somebody at the end of the period yeah, like that. That's just unacceptable. That, that first minute and last minute of a period is crucial to any game. And, you know, yeah. Boston scored first for... I think every game this season. Every minute, every period, you got to bring your energy to it, even at the end. I know Doc Emmerich says that the uh, last minute of the, of the period always is a curse for many of the point leaders or the team leaders, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, speaking of team leaders, Pasternak now has a five-game point streak, and in that time, he has eight goals, five assists. He is plus three, and four of his goals are on the power play. Not Those... to mention that he's also one of the top scorers and points leaders in the NHL currently. Yeah, absolutely. Those are just crazy numbers, if you're asking me. Not not as crazy as Connor McDavid, which we can touch about him later. Yeah. Um, so some of the bad things from the game last night, again, I mentioned the end of the first period was reminiscent of the end of the second period. Uh, not the end. It was the second period, reminiscent of the second period of the Anaheim game. 
turnovers have been an issue. Uh, there's a lot Absolutely, of yeah. bad forced turnovers going on, or unforced turnovers going on, turning the puck over inside the blue line at your own blue line, leading to chances. That's just you got to be yeah. playing better than that. I, I know it's a 60-minute hockey game and there's ebbs and flows, but when they're predictable in the second period, like they were in Anaheim, and then you just kind of adjusted it a little bit, uh, so you had that let down at the end of the first period. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know it's early in the season, but it's something we've been seeing for a couple of seasons now. Yeah, I think that should be something in practice that they should uh, be focusing on the turnovers. Yeah. Um, another bad takeaway from this game was uh, three posts. Marshawn beat Vasileski, Vasileski twice, but hit the post, and yeah. then Corrali in overtime. Nails the was it the crossbar? I yeah, think it was. He was so close to scoring. Ah, uh, it was just so close. You're within it. Yeah. You're within the overtime an inch period for the Bruins. The overtime period for the Bruins was just amazing. Grizzik was so close to scoring his first goal. I think the pressure got to him during that breakaway. I he only he didn't have a good of a, that good of a shot. Yeah. During the breakaway, DeBrus had a nasty pass to him though. Very good. Oh yeah, I do remember that now. It's just it was just a bang bang play, and it kind of handcuffed him a little bit. It looked like. Yeah. So, so that, that that slight hesitation got him. Yeah, and that's too bad because I, I think for the most part the Bruins played really well in that game. A few turnovers. There was a lot more in the Anaheim game. Um, let's hear what Bruce Cassidy had to say after the game yesterday uh, about secondary scoring. Well, we win the game, right? Tonight if we get secondary scoring from anybody. So um, I, I, I think we're stating the obvious saying that. Uh, having said that, our record is pretty good without it, but I don't think it, it's sustainable. Yeah, I agree you, you, with him. You're going to need that secondary scoring, and it was a problem a lot last year, and especially in the playoffs. Although in the playoffs it was the first line that you needed to score a little bit more because your secondary scoring, it actually picked up, so that first line actually became your secondary scoring, and that's why we're not Stanley Cup champions last year. Yeah, and again with guys like Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, we've been surprised if we had, they haven't scored a goal yet this season. Oh, yeah, especially uh, for DeBrusque, for me, I, we talked about the Vegas game where he had two points taken off the board, but the that, Colorado game, that final preseason game, I believe you were at that, where he had a hat trick along with Pasternak. Well, obviously, yeah. don't, those don't count towards you know your regular season stats. Yeah, that was just a beat scene they were playing. But going, yeah, and going into that though, you felt good like he was, he had some uh, momentum heading into the season, and it's just it just stalled. It's like he's stuck in a, in uh, some mud. He's in a little bit of quicksand. So to yeah. see him to get a point out in the last couple of games and a few good chances by that third line last night. Uh, even though it was mixed, uh, by the second line, excuse me, uh, even though it, towards the end of the game they were really starting to mix and match lines. I saw Coolman uh, down a line, and I saw Richie up to the second line. So we forgot to touch on in the Anaheim game, David Krejci going out in the first period and only playing yeah. one shift in the second period. Yeah, I hope he gets better soon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's somebody you absolutely need, and you know you saw that last year with his 77 or 78 points. Yeah. I'm sorry, not 77, 78 points. David Krejci had 73 points last season. Yeah. You know, you saw that back in 2010 when they lost three, four straight to Philadelphia. As soon as Krejci went down in that series, he was such an integral part of that team that 
he went down and it was over. Yeah, every year we you've seen on the Bruins, he's just stayed consistent. Oh yeah, uh, you know he's had a couple of low years, and there's a lot of talk about him needing that bigger winger. But I mean, last year where he didn't have that right winger and they were mixing and matching all year, he still put up those points and he was the driving force in that line. So you want to see yeah. him. You really want to see him healthy and be able to drive that line again. Yeah, of course. We're going to take a break here at the Boston Bee Party. Dave Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. We're talking about the Bruins past week. We just touched base on the three games. They went 2-0-1 in that stretch. And we will be right back. That's huge, you know, uh, especially if we, uh, we get a uh, couple couple goals on the boards, you know. We've been together for a long time now, the whole, whole uh, unit, so, uh, you know, it's just kind of expected from us, you know, but even uh, if we don't score, we focus together, lose the momentum. Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. David Rodriguez here with Tyler Scales, as always. We've been talking about the Bruins past week, their 2-0-1 home stand record. Now let's go around the NHL. Last night... The Montreal Canadiens and Carey Price shut out the Minnesota Wild four to nothing. I believe it was about a seven. I think it was a 17 save performance. Phil Kessel out in Arizona scored his first two goals as a Coyote as they beat the pre, uh, the Nashville Predators. The Canucks. This might be my most surprising thing here. They beat the Blues for their fourth straight win last night with a three to yeah, with a four to three shootout victory. Matthew Barzal also had two goals last night for the Islanders as they beat the Winnipeg Jets 3-1. We touched base on Jack Hughes and his first assist slash point as a New Jersey Devil in the NHL as they beat the Rangers. The Detroit Red Wings, they are just falling fast. Three straight losses. They lost 5-1 to to Calgary last night. And the Las Vegas Golden Knights beat Ottawa, another bottom-dwelling team, 3-2. Buffalo, kind of a surprising team right now for me is Buffalo. Oh, yeah, definitely. With a 3 nothing shutout over the Los Angeles Kings. Um, any thoughts on those games last night? I want to talk about the Buffalo Sabres with Carter Hutton with uh, his goaltending. Uh, I think it might be called Hutton. Hutton? Uh, Car- okay, Carter Hutton. Yeah. So with Carter Hutton, I believe he's been playing absolutely phenomenal, being the best goaltender right now in the NHL with two straight shutouts. That's pretty good. Very surprising to me. And you know we'll be talking about our surprises later. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, um, Buffalo has been a bit of a surprise for me. They are um, right on top of the Atlantic Division with 13 points after last night's game. Is it Carter? Yeah, Carter Hutton. Carter so. Hutton leads the league with a 953 save percentage. Two he leads sh- and two everything in goaltending. He's a, uh, he's a goaltending for, leader. Is he? Uh, how many wins does he have? Because I have Mark, five. Oh, okay, so he's tied. He's with, tied with Flurry. Mark Andre Flurry. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, they're pretty surprising. It's it's nice to yeah. see Buffalo revived. I remember growing up watching Dominic Hasek kind of beat us up a little bit, uh, beat up the Bruins a little bit as I was growing up. But I mean, that's how old I am. I think. 
this is the first time you're really seeing Buffalo have any kind of. I remember the old logo. I used to love that logo. Scoring presence. When I was a kid. <laughs> so elsewhere around the league, then um, we have Connor McDavid leading the league. He's got 17 points in, I believe, seven games. Twelve yeah. of those are assists. Yeah, a lot of the Oilers players are having the, a lot of points, but they aren't winning games, which is surprising to me. I, I haven't. They've lost a couple of games recently, I believe. I'm sorry, say that again. Who's lost a couple of games? The Edmonton Oilers. Uh, no, they have one loss on the season, buddy. I'm really sorry to. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm really sorry to be a jerk about that. They are six one and zero with twelve points to lead the Pacific Division. Um, I swear they had another loss, but that's just uh, me. Maybe you were just catching up on that one loss. I don't know what night it was that they did lose. We can take a quick peek at that. But yeah, no, they've been they've been a powerhouse this year. Um, yeah, they've been pretty good. Their their captain Connor McDavid is just doing phenomenal. Of course, um, he's, no. one of the be- he's probably the best player in the NHL right now, in my opinion. They beat Philly last. Oh, they lost to Chicago. No wonder. No wonder you think it was a couple of losses. They lost to Chicago, who is. One two and one on the season. I just and you know I just don't see Chicago as a very good team again this year. I know they're mm-hmm. part of a rebuild. Yeah, they were once a good team with the amount of Stanley Cup cups they've won with Kane and Toes, but Taze. Taze. And you did that last week too, buddy. We we need we need a media guide. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> just some of these names are just hard to say. But anyway, with Taze and Kane, um, they were really good players back in the day with. The amount of points they had. Patrick Kane is probably one of the best. I don't know what's going on with him, but yeah, I, I believe Kane and Taze take up and Crawford even too. I they yeah. take up a good portion of their salary cap over there. I want to say something around the twenty-five percent range. I know that's not an exact number, um, but you know, it's just Chicago being an original team. You you always kind of want them to play well, but you yeah. obviously want them to lose to your team. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's just been a rough couple of years for them in Detroit. That whole section of the country is not yeah. not seeing a lot of great hockey lately. So uh, moving on to the league leader in goals, our favorite number 88, David Pasternak, has eight goals. Yeah, he's he tied is, with uh, James Neal with eight. Absolutely. So that's kind of surprising to see James Neal. He started off really hot. We mentioned him last week, but now he's kind of settling back in. Yeah, of course. It's good to see him back. Uh, back up there, at least. Going to the standings, the overall standings are, other than those couple of quick surprises we just mentioned, pretty much where you would have thought they would be. There you are. Uh, so, you have Buffalo on top of the Atlantic, uh, Colorado, who started off 4-0, and leading the Western Conference. Edmonton, we touch base, is leading the Pacific. And then Carolina, with 12 points down in the... Uh, in the Metropolitan Division. So things are, you've seen some things mixing it up. You've seen some teams from last year rising up and some of them kind of going down a little bit. Columbus at 500, 3-3. Three and three, You know, they made it to the second round of the playoffs last year. They beat the bejesus out of Tampa Bay in the first round. Yeah, who won the President's Trophy as well. You know, so. Just surprising to me. Yeah, the, you beat the president, you sweep the president's trophy winning, and then you're just not clicking to start the season. Haven't been able to watch too many of those games, but it is a little surprising to see them down there. What's also surprising to me is the Rangers at number 25 in the standings. Oh, in the entire league, yeah. huh? Yeah, two, two and two. Tough start for the Rangers. Yeah, the tough loss of the Devils, as we talked about earlier. I, I think Lundquist is just 
going to be one of those guys who plays a million games and doesn't win, unfortunately. He's a phenomenal yeah. goaltender, don't get me wrong. And they made it to game six or seven of the cup finals a few years back, I believe. And it's just one of those guys you wouldn't mind to see him win a cup. But obviously, yeah. it's it's gonna be tough at this point. He's sticking around. For I think a, he'll a win a rebuild. cup at some point. Maybe if he plays for another team. But I think he'll stay with the Rangers. I, I think that's the only way you're gonna see him win a cup is if he goes to another team if he gets traded. But a cup when they started the rebuild process, he said he wanted to stay. He, he liked New York, so that's loyalty. <laughs> that's loyalty at its finest, right yeah. there. Yeah, I, I love a player like that. All right, so while we're talking about the standings, uh, I am going to say that my most surprising in a good way uh, team would be Colorado with their 5-0-1 start to lead the Central Division. Nathan McKinnon and Miko <coughs> Ratanen. Did I say that correctly? Miko Ratanen? Yeah. Ten points for Ratanen and nine points for McKinnon, their goaltender, Grubauer. Uh, 401 with a 922 save percentage and a 257 goals against. That you know that's great. They're they're starting to look real well right now. They uh, are putting it together out there in Colorado at the Pepsi Center. Any thoughts? The you know for me, uh, um, where they finished last year, I believe were just on the outside of the playoffs. My mistake. Colorado made the playoffs with 90 points last season. They beat. Calgary in the first round and lost in the second round to San Jose. But it's still nice to see them doing well this season. Colorado, uh, I first fell in love with them when Boston traded Ray Bork there. What can I say? Originally the Quebec Nordiques. I don't know if you were actually, I don't think you were alive to see the Nordiques play. No. They had some good players. I was alive to hear the Whalers play. Uh, the Whalers, man, that was a that was a fun rivalry. My first, I don't know if I mentioned this, but my first two hockey games was against the Whalers, that I got to see. Uh, who's your Who's your surprise pick? That's uh, a top my, of the some, standings. Some of my surprises right now in the NHL is actually the Edmonton Oilers having a lot of points currently with with Connor McDavid seventeen, Leon Dressel with fifteen points. That's pretty surprising to me. Uh, Drysidle. Drysidle with fifteen points. And another big surprise for me is. One of the Washington Capitals' uh, defensemen being in the top three for points with John Carlson with 14 points. I think he's a phenomenal defenseman, but I did not. He just has a significant point streak at the moment. Every single game he's been in, especially the last five, he's had, I believe, he's had at least a point, but two of the games with Nashville and Toronto, he's had like more than one point, which is crazy to me. I think he's a phenomenal defenseman again, but. With the significant point streak he's had, it surprises me, and he's had 14 in the top three. Yeah, no, a couple good points there. Uh, seeing Edmonton take off the way they did, and McDavid, we touched base about his 17 points is good. But, yeah, going moving over to Washington, seeing uh, Carlson have those 14 points is a bit on the surprising part. I've always seen him as more of a stay-at-home defenseman with a bit of scoring touch. So I'd have to agree with you that his 14 points this season are a good start. Um, you kind of jumped around on me there, so please forgive me. I, I lost my train of thought for a moment. But So who is your most disappointing team so far? Probably the Winnipeg Jets, in my opinion. Uh, they have a lot of good players, such as Patrick Line and... Line. Line. Forgive me with these names. <laughs> nope, that's all right. Uh, I'm not 100% great with them either. Uh, I'm going to do my best to help you out if I catch something. Mark Scheifele. Scheifel. Scheifel. Mark Scheifel. Those, those, those are two players who are star players on that team, and 
They're currently four and five. Recently lost to the New York Islanders three to one. So Islanders were a good team last year. They yeah, of course, a little tough start, but yeah. Um, Winnipeg Jets having a tough start to the season. Scheifele and Line Line. Winnipeg having a tough start to the season. Although you do have Mark Scheifele and Patrick Line uh, with twelve points apiece. Uh, old friend Blake Wheeler, who had a good season last year, only has six, and their 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 goaltending has not been stellar. Uh, Connor Hellebuck has started three games, gone three and three, two seventy goals against average. Not terrible, but can do better. Of yeah, course. they they were a playoff team last year, and I was fully expecting them to be one. So it's just a little tough start to the season for them. Uh, my biggest disappointment so far for the season has been the San Jose Sharks. Um, playoff team last year got a little bit of luck to move on in the playoffs. Most of their team back together, including bringing back big Joe Jumbo Joe Thornton. Patrick Marlowe's on that team again. Patrick Marlowe is back on that team. They had a nice tribute that I think he cried about um, yeah. after he was traded from Toronto to Carolina and then released by Carolina. Um, back to Toronto and then back to San Jose. It's nice to see him in the San Jose trucks again. Uh, yeah. I might bring a little bit of memories to you. What, what's so disappointing for me for them is that their points leaders are Brett Burns, Logan Couture with seven, and then that jerk Evander Kane has six. <sighs> hate Evander Kane. Yeah, I think that guy's an idiot. He started the season uh, suspended, so he's got six points yeah. in four games. So that's pretty good. But guy's stupid. I mean, I love him for knocking out Cook, but still, I hate him. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like him as a player. Yeah, no, he he's a tremendous talent, but he seems to be trouble wherever he goes. I, I believe he had trouble in Buffalo when he was there, as far as as being a teammate. And I haven't heard too much other than his most recent suspension. Uh, it just it's surprising to me that they're on the bottom of that division right now. Um, yeah, definitely disappointing. They also have Eric Carlson on that team, too. Yeah, I mean, that that guy got a great, huge contract to go there. Was yeah, injured he was injured during the playoffs last phenomenal year. Phenomenal in Ottawa. Uh, no goals so far this year, only four assists. Um, you know, I, I, I have to assume that he's still trying to get right after. I believe he tore his groin in the playoffs, and he tore it pretty bad. You couldn't. He was yeah, that's really laboring out there. All right, David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. This is the Boston Bee Party. We were talking about uh, news from around the league, points leaders. Uh, we are going to now touch base on the Bruins' upcoming week. They have a home-and-home -home series against Toronto of which I think they can take all four points. Tyler, thoughts? I think the Bruins can take the both games as a W. Um, for my starters as a goalies, for the uh, away game, I would pick Rask because he's been playing pretty uh, well lately. Just keep the streak going. And then during the home game, maybe get Halleck in there to uh, get a little more, you know, consist to stay consistent during the games, not get a little rusty. And I think we'll take both games in the bag, but... No, there is Austin Matthews on that team who is a star player. He's currently, I believe, I believe he has eight points with seven goals and one assist. Yeah, Austin Matthews started off like he was shot out of a cannon. Uh, had a game, I believe, where he had three or f three or four goals and uh, has seven goals, one assist for eight points, as you mentioned. 
they are kind of slowing down a little bit, I believe. They had a good start to the season, winning their first two, tough loss to Montreal, followed up by a tough loss to St. Louis, and then got absolutely spanked by Tampa last Thursday. Um, this past week, though, they went 2-1, and one, losing on Wednesday night to the Washington Capitals. They seem to be very inconsistent. They got a three-game losing streak mixed in there. I don't think they've been doing bad lately, but they, they can do definitely do better, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, they're, they're beating up on the, the crap teams. Yeah, I think the home game will be close, but I think the uh, – also, not to mention the, other, the Columbus Jackets. Home, Blue Jackets, excuse me. Are you talking home in Toronto or home? Yeah, home in Toronto, the first game. Okay. I think that'll be a close game, but – yeah, I think we're going to see Halak in that game on the road uh, where Tuka just started the last two if Cassidy's going to continue in on his balancing of the goaltenders. I kind of believe that he's going to go with Halak over Tuka on Yeah, I understand one. why he would and, go with that. I, think, I don't think Halak has had any away games at the moment. He, he, I think he has had one, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, he, he, he played away, an away game. He yeah, had, I think he had a shutout too. He took the loss in uh, Vegas, right? No, I, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. So, again, um, Toronto's another team. They Mitch Marner's got nine points to start the season. Uh, I read something where him and John Tavares are having a little bit of trouble with chemistry. Well, that's going to go out the window with Tavares being out for at least two weeks. They're going to yeah, That's going to be uh, going to be a problem for Toronto. Yeah, they're going to have to reevaluate that broken finger and the guy's dream come true, becoming captain of your hometown team. I mean, could you imagine growing up playing hockey and becoming a captain of the Boston Bruins? I would never imagine in my life that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's not happening, so. Oh, come on. I heard you were a star hockey player in the uh, the beer league in Bill Ricca. No. <laughs> so you got Mitch Miner, Morgan Riley right up on the top of their points. Austin Matthews has kind of cooled off a little bit after a Red Hawks yeah, but he could uh, he could wake up sometime. Um, Frederick Anderson, their goaltender, four and two on the year, three fourteen goals against, and uh, not a great save percentage at eight ninety three. Uh, they again, they've just been inconsistent this year, and if they're gonna have any thoughts of making it to the playoffs, let alone into the second round, they're gonna have to figure this out. And yeah, absolutely. Playing a team like Boston for the next two games is going to be challenging. Definitely. Very, very Definitely challenging. challenging. Um, I think uh, my prediction is Boston brings home three out of four points out of those two games. Yeah, I think Boston Bruins are going to get the both both W's in this game yeah, I, for it, them. I definitely think it's going to go Halak in Toronto and then back home to Tuca. Uh, I feel as though Cassidy will protect Tuca with the home start. And give the yeah that's the, that seems that seems the better decision in my opinion yeah give the road start to Halak who again sat the last two games so but who knows we might see three straight games from Tuka and then have Halak spell him and we'll see how that goes yeah, now that you mention it yeah yeah I think Halak might be a little rusty if he if he played the home game so I think having him on the away game would be a lot smarter absolutely. keep him consistent yeah absolutely. Wrapping it up here on the Boston Bee Party, David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. Good second week to the season. Bruins Absolutely. finish off their first seven games at 5-1-1. One, and one. They go up against the Toronto Maple Leafs for a home-and-home home series next week. We will be back on Friday to touch base with that. Pasternak scores! 
David Pasternak with the hat trick, the fifth of his career. Uh, there's parts of the game that were, were good. Uh, you know, we, we started defending better as the game went on. Not good enough in the first period. Uh, leaky through the middle of the ice off the rush. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! <laughs> 